<laughs> hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to the Five of Swords. I'm your host, Sam Dietrich. I'm joined by um, the usual crew, Max, Bao, Paul. Nick is dead somewhere in a ditch, but we replaced him with somebody infinitely cooler and better who isn't a fucking flake. One of my personal best friends on all of planet Earth. He's not a Johnny. In fact, he's better than most of you. Add weight. I don't really... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, as our first special guest isn't even fucking saying... No, our first guest was Sophie. Oh, it's Sophie. Right, right, right. Yeah, so she wasn't really a special guest, but you know, (laughs) not in the way that Add weight (laughs) Oh man! Uh, yeah, so Adwait doesn't go to our school. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm an econ student that used to go to George Mason in Northern Virginia, and now I'm headed to Boston University. Uh, I've known Sam for like what is it, three years now? Yeah, I three. think we're going on three. Yeah, um, and I've known the rest of these guys since they went to Delaware and we, uh, we all got into a car accident together. Um, well, well, I wasn't there for that. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> there either. Story? I don't think any of us were in the car with you. Oh, right. No, it was the rest of the team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the team that we don't acknowledge on this podcast <laughs> is just the F8 team that exists in this continuity. Yeah, um, that, that was fun. We're not going to talk about that night. That wasn't... Adwait, the Uber driver. Oh, yeah. Adwait, oh, yeah. Uh, one one of St. John's esteemed minds. You know, just absolutely a pillar of the St. John's community. Called me your Uber driver once. So uh, if you ask, um, you know, a certain Romanian uh, what's going on, uh, who I am. Um, it that... was... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do you want me to call him over? He's right over there. <laughs> He's two rooms away. No. I could just call him. <laughs> Special guest number two. Who's your favorite rap artist who fell off? Yeah, no. Uh, so I'm the St. John's Uber driver. Um, Denim. <laughs> that's That's all I do, really. But yeah, no, I'm going to Boston after COVID dies down. So you're not going to Boston is what you're telling. What? Um, That's a bold statement. Yeah, before we uh, get into our main topic for the day, a little word from our sponsors. Bao, you had something you wanted to say? Sure, yeah. Um, You know, uh, today, in the spirit of exploring the wonderful highs and lows of media entertainment, which we'll get to shortly. Um, let's take a closer look at the lesser-known direct-to-DVD sequel of the movie Surf's Up, and this one being titled Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania. Now, you cannot tell from the title, Wave Mania. Uh, this is about wrestling, maybe? Not really sure. The original movie Surf's Up is about surfing, animals surfing. Mostly penguins, but in the end, a chicken won the contest. Well, this one, Surf's Up 2, brings back the original cast of a normal uh, down-to-earth penguin, his love interest, uh, the same chicken, 
and the big dumb penguin that is the down to earth penguin's rival. But what's special about this is it has a whole cast of WWE professional wrestlers voicing their own penguins, but also as their own wrestling persona. It has John Cena, The Undertaker, Triple H, who goes by Hunter still, and Vince McMahon, who is not a penguin. The rest of the gang is. He's a beaver. I think I can't. It's really hard to tell because they they make the chest really puffed up. Anyway, also is Michael Cole, who nobody cares about, playing Seagull, and he is the first one to die. Actually, he's the only one to die in the whole movie. Just to sh- goes to show how much they care about him. The whole movie is about these uh, wrestle penguins surfing, and their whole. Motto is that they ride the lightning or raise the lightning, as as in they serve while lightning is shooting down all around them. And you should check it out. Yeah, back to the main main thing, Sam. Well, first of all, first of all, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is a fucking otter, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he looks go. like this. I'm gonna put the picture <laughs> in our little Discord chat. Look at these fucking goobers. Um. Uh- Oh yeah, Paige is in it too. I forgot. Yeah, Paige. Yeah, yeah. Good old Paige. Uh, because a couple of months ago, I tweeted exactly about this thing. Um, it's a it's a cursed movie. The Undertaker somehow looks like a more racist version of Tonto. <laughs> well, the Undertaker. Oh my god! <laughs> the Undertaker actually dies in the movie and is revived. Yeah. Yeah. Glowing endorsement. It is worth noting that there is also a Scooby-Doo crossover with WWE superstars. Um, yeah, that's way they better. Just, they appear as themselves, and it's honestly kind of funny. Um, it's really good, yeah. Not not this one, though. Surf's Up 2 is bad. We but recommend you that you out. watch it, yes. Now, to our main topic. It kind of... Kind of it kind of... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't... That, like, a, a, a cough kind of came in there you know um it came to our attention that all of us uh listen to rap music again except uh, for nick that's why we kicked him out that's what i mean so which is why we kick nick out of the team permanently forever this is the announcement nick you're gone uh so we all decided to get together and we were originally just going to talk about rap a la the episode that got turned into a lemma because somebody missed the call time. Um, <laughs> we, we won't say who it is. Um, yeah, we won't say who it is. It was Bao. <laughs> oh, man. Who's Bao? Uh, Who's this motherfucker Bao that keeps missing deadlines? Um, it's you. So, Your Bao. We gathered together before this and thought of a collective prompt because we all again like hip-hop we like rap this is a genre that we listen to and totally don't (laughs) argue about constantly uh what our greatest fall off is not necessarily in the industry because the answer there is pretty fucking easy to see uh no no oh yeah that's right drake had to be good to begin Uh, with sorry No, I was gonna say kidding. But <laughs> oh, passion no. of kidding. This one goes out to Mr. Caswell. Mr. Caswell, I'm so sorry for what we did to you in music class. I'm yes, so that's sorry. the greatest fall off in the rap game. But uh, sort of our own personal disappointments, people that we were fans of that in our eyes fell off. 
uh things like that sort of for me i know i have several artists that like when i say i like them people look at me and go he needs to be burned at the stake <laughs> and then i go no but they're good i promise you and then i listen to them with my friends and then i realize oh god um a lot of that shit right so this is a perfect topic for all of us uh who, who would like to go first i feel like adweight should go first because he is our he is our special guest um well i'll, I'll happily go first um See, mine begins in the third grade when I thought that I was gay. Because, you know, I'm, I don't remember the, less, the rest of the lyrics. My guy is Macklemore. I was, Macklemore was originally... He just yeah, cut out. He's <laughs> <more> audio's <laughs> really bad. <laughs> it's for the best, honestly. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> My biggest fall off is counting crows. <laughs> you know what? Start counting crows live once. <laughs> Anyways, that way, continue with why Macklemore is your personal. Um. Yeah. So, like, I lit the first time I heard Macklemore was I think like twenty ten, no, twenty eleven or twenty twelve, and I was at a wedding and um. An Indian wedding in New Jersey, so this is already getting off to a great start. And the um, brother of the bride did a breakdancing routine to uh, Macklemore's Can't Hold Us. And to, um, like, 10, 11-year-old Adweight, that was like, what is this new music? Because up until that point, I'd only been in listening to, like, english songs for like a year maybe a year and a half so i was like this this is amazing so um after he won the grammy i was like wow this will be amazing and then his second album came out and it was like it it wasn't it wasn't good it just wasn't good it had like two songs on it that were worth listening to and after he split up with Ryan Lewis, it just got even even worse. To this day, I don't have a single Macklemore song past the heist. Um, God, he he had so much pro- like he legitimately seemed really upset about winning that Grammy as he should have been. Uh, the the weird part was posting about it on Instagram, but um otherwise it just seemed like you know like the the dude was trying to stay in his lane and everyone else pushed him out of his um pushed him into like different lanes and he was just like no please and then and then he developed an oxycontin addiction again so that's, I mean, that's the dude really was up. addicted to oxy and fucking <laughs> lean, so you can't really, you can't really laugh. But like, also, yeah, yeah. no, like, no, no, no. Some... It, it's that, it's the fact that he went, like, he released a song calling it out and being yeah, like, addiction dumb. Yeah, it was a great song. And then, to to me at that time, please don't judge my music taste now by that. Um. And now, and then, like right afterwards, he's like, I, "I'm sorry, I have to do it again." I, the other side, you were you were not part of my discography. I was wrong, and I don't, I haven't heard a single song of his since Downtown back in like 2015, 2017. It's a hell of a deal. 
Exactly. Yeah, this is something I can very much relate to because I was also, you know, around that time, I was still in Vietnam. And I just... really thought you were going to say I was addicted to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were going to be like, yeah, somewhere around that time, I was also super addicted to dogs. That didn't start until I went to the States. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> But yeah, no, why that was in my head. He was like, yeah, struggle with addiction was what I can relate to because I at one point was also addicted. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, like uh, when when he blew up with Ryan Lewis, right, with Thrift Shop and um, Can't Hold Us, those are the two biggest songs, and Can't Hold Us is still to this day a banger. And then I just we just never heard from the man again because he never made a good song afterwards. I can't even pronounce his latest song. It's something like First Mache Yang or something. I don't know. If anyone can dare to pronounce it. Send us an email at sjcfucast.gmail.com <laughs> with an audio file of you pronouncing it so we can put it into the podcast at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, he, they really just needed, you know... They needed each other because I haven't heard a Ryan Lewis song since. Um, but it like the light breezy stuff that he was doing beforehand. Like it's he seemed like a less funny version of Little Dicky before he met Ryan Lewis. Yeah, yeah. I was literally about to say. I think one of the reasons I why Macklemore said that before wasn't ready for that and sort of ended up making songs like downtown is because the original like discography of macklemore was songs like and we danced and fake id not shit like same love and wings which is like talking about the dangers of consumerism in the youth uh so he kind of felt like just pc asher roth <laughs> and then he got <laughs> thrust into the limelight yeah yeah he wasn't like it seems like his come up, especially with Thrift Shop, just seemed out of nowhere, especially most of all to him. Well, it's kind of like he exploded and then had to do something with this like newfound, like extreme fame and mm. kind of deviated a bit from what he was like originally doing. It felt like, honestly, in the same way that the reason why Mac Miller ended up sort of like hard wheeling into like the stratosphere that he got into was because like i think paul and i have talked about this a bunch mac miller did just make songs like donald trump and like shitty frat rap and then all of a sudden just had this epiphany on like blue slide park um and he's like what if i just talk about how i feel mm -hmm. and like how i like see the world and i think macklemore kind of had that epiphany when he like met ryan lewis i guess but I think the problem with Macklemore, as opposed to Mac Miller, is that when Mac Miller had that realization, he really, not only did he want to like just talk about how he felt and talk about stuff that was real to him, he wanted to find his own sound as an artist, uh, which I think he did very successfully. But I don't think Macklemore ever really found that as an artist. Yeah, I can understand what you mean, especially, like, when it comes to rapping style. I'm not sure if you could categorize his rapping style 
as distinct for any reason. Right. And on the other hand, Mac Miller's post-mortem album is really good. Like you can still listen to it and say, this is Mac Miller. It's not rap, right? Like it's 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 more of R and B now. That that's actually something that I was gonna say, like sort of is a reason why I like I, I find that Mac Miller does what Macklemore isn't doing or like didn't do, is that like when Macklemore sort of started talking about how he felt, the one song that he really had the two songs that he had where he talks from personal experience, there's actually one that's like not even that sad, but the one about the um fucking Seattle Rays or whatever the fuck that um the Marlins, I think, or whatever his baseball team was. Like his like my oh my, the song mm. about the one time that his like city's baseball team won the World Series or made it to the World Series or something. And other side where he talks about just, just his own addiction. Because, like, the songs that you find that are, like, more, like, serious for Macklemore are just sort of catch-all messages that you just... I don't want to say they're, like, PC or, like, for everybody, but they're just things that, like, they're good and they're objectively good. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, they are messages that, like, you should just be telling people because they need to hear it. Not, like, anything that's, like, necessarily just him saying what is on his mind. Mm Mm-hmm. The thing that, looking at his discography, especially from that time, I'm always surprised that he got a Schoolboy Q feature. On White Walls. Yeah, on White Walls. Um, And then the funnier thing is seeing him show up in the Schoolboy Q um, song. Which song was it that he showed up in for the music video? He showed showed up in the Color Greens music video. And I was just like, is is that Macklemore? Is that is that Akon? Like it, it just <laughs> the answer was yes. It was always Akon. Akon liked himself. Oh god. The like both of them did really well on their um looking through the high stuff um like one more time, right? Ten thousand hours was just a nice song about you know putting in the work can't hold us as a a banger as bow said thrift shop honestly in my mind still holds up uh thin line forgettable same love forgettable if you're straight um neon oh, jesus <laughs> <laughs> he preached <laughs> didn't know we were yeah. talking about french rap <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no um neon cathedral was I think a very underlooked song of his about alcoholism. Um where like and it's one of those songs that I feel like did what Sam was talking about where it talked on the personal matter. Uh and it did it in the most artful way that I've seen alcoholism depicted um a lot of the time. Especially in like, you know, the the Midwesty sort of way where it's like, yeah, you know, we we don't have the problems of it, inner cities, but we have our own problems, and we drink because of those problems. White Walls, great song. And the rest of the album is, yeah, Cowboy Boots is a nice little homage to having a fling, but everything else... Hey, Gold is a banger. Fuck you. Gold is a banger. I saw that, and I was like... Yeah, gold is. I just haven't heard it in years at this point. Oof, starting over. That song 
Let's see how many times he had to start over. You, Max. What's what is your what is your fall off? So you're, you're... I I mentioned this briefly on our on our lemma. Who my biggest fall off is is someone who I enjoyed listening to, and uh, that candidate would be Chance the Rapper. So in high school, when I guess like early high school, like uh, I guess soft, not yeah, like freshman sophomore year. I was starting to like find rap songs that I enjoyed listening to. And one of them was the early Chance the Rapper albums, like Coloring Book, for example. And then the next one, the fuck was it called? It's also really good. Uh, and I, Wait, I, I thought he was, huh? Wasn't Coloring Book his album? Because Acid Rap was what came out before Coloring As- Book. No, and then it was Coloring Book. And then it was an album that sucked. No, no, the thing is, the reason why I, I mixed because I found Coloring Book and then I like looked into uh, more stuff. He didn't found Acid Rap. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I, I put them in that order. Anyway, um, I thought he was good. So, amazingly enough, when uh, we got roll, 2019 rolled around, I hadn't really listened to him in a while, but again, I, I, I heard he was making a new album. I was excited. I was actually at home uh, for one of our school breaks, and uh, I could hear my brother in the other room playing a sound. Uh, and I actually remember yelling over, what the fuck is that awful noise that you're listening And he responds with, it's Chance the Rapper's new album. And I just feel despair <laughs> in my heart. It was, the dude just loves his wife. Lay so, off of him, <laughs> fuck ass. Come on, Mac. It was awful. It was so Hey, fuck- hey. Hey, if you got famous and then got married to the love of your life and found your relationship with God, like you'd you'd make the album the big day too, Max. Fuck no, you, you, you but you wouldn't call it a rap album. You call it an R and B album. That wasn't R and B. That was exactly. Something else. Like I was so disappointed. I remember, like I heard, like like a month or two before, he's making a new album. I actually remember putting it on my calendar to like to look out for like a date for something dropping like I normally do. And then I kind of forgot at the time just because I was busy. Um, but then I remember I heard that noise. I thought it was such a such a just terrible sound. Like it was just talking. It was, wasn't even like rapping. It was talking over this disjointed beat. So I yell, what the fuck is that noise? And then as soon as I heard that it was his new album, I just felt despair. I'm like, what Yeah, but happened? he jumps, stomps, stomps on Lucifer, Satan. And he's got so a few bad. rings on, like Jupiter skating. So bad. I meant to yeah. say Saturn. He switched up the pattern, Max. I don't understand how you can hate that album. Chance never fell off. Fuck you, he's a ghost. <laughs> so uh, bad. Says the one out of all of us who I think actually dislikes Chance the most, even before this fiasco. <laughs> Sam's biggest contention when we were for, like when we first shared each other's uh like rap tapes was that he thought that Chance was never going, and I said that I didn't like him um after Coloring Book because I didn't like Coloring Book as an album. Um, I thought that the last good album he made uh with like was his surf album that he made with Donnie Trumpet and the and the social experiment, that band he was really closely affiliated with. And, and I just found Coloring Book to be not as... It was pop rap. 
Yeah, it, it felt pop rappy instead of like actual what acid rap felt. Like. It wasn't fun, like upbeat rap. Like it, like acid rap is just not. It's Lecrae. Acid rap is just. It's just. <laughs> oh no, we're bringing him in here now. I mean, okay. am I wrong? Acid rap is literally just Lecrae, where it's good, but it's also not like the shit that I listen to. <laughs> where it's like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's not bad. And I think that's sort of the consensus we arrived at. It's not that like, I hate Chance and I don't think you're dumb for like, hating Chance. I think he really made waves for like, rap to not just be fucking Tech 9 <laughs> all the time. Right? Like, right, right. But like, I just, it wasn't for me. I didn't really like the super like gospel influenced like instrumentals or sound. Uh, I never really liked his voice. I thought he mm. like, it, right. Like there are moments like where I was like, yeah, this guy, like I understand why people like him. But for me, he was just never like it. Like I listened mm. to uh, Acid Rap because one of my old teammates made me listen to it. Um, and Cocoa Butter Kisses was really the only song that I liked. And then I got like accused of being a normie for mm. saying that. Which might also That's have tainted my experience. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of? He was just nice and relaxing to listen to while I did homework. And I was like, this is just oh. nice, what, upbeat music. What do you and think then, of his brother? Uh, Taylor Bennett. Brother? Yeah, Taylor oh. Bennett. I have never heard his brother. Oh. I've, I've heard of him. And I know literally nothing about him. I've heard uh, a few of his songs. He's like, it's clear that he tries to be his brother, and he fails. That's what that. I heard. That he's basically what I heard is he's basically trying to cash in on his brother's name. Honestly, though, he feels to me like the way Chance should have gone because his brother kind of like said, "Hey, my brother has a style, right? But I want to be that, but more mellow and more thoughtful." And less about my wife for some reason. Or just... Yeah, we're not we're not jump stomp stopping on Lucifer and Satan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, do do give Taylor Bennett a try. Um, he did some pretty okay collabs with his brother, Chance. Yeah. Um, it was acid rap when I first heard of No Name. Mm. Like that was the album that. Um, but the entire Save Money crew just. If we're talking about fall-offs, that, that entire crew just, like, come to, I think, like, 2017, everyone that wasn't Vic Mensa or Chance the Rapper had fallen off. By the time Vic Mensa was done with his flirtationship his with sanity. Kanye, I, I feel like Kanye sucked out that man's sanity. And... No. <laughs> Kanye sucked out his own goddamn. Vic Mensa, like, it's one of those things where it's like, Vic Mensa was already in a suggestible place, <laughs> and, then, and then, um, he got fucking, he, Kanye just kicked him over the edge. Uh, Fame does yeah. that to you. He was on good music for, like, wasn't he? Like, for a hot second? Yeah, no, he was. Uh, and then he got, like, thrown off of it, because uh, Kanye was like, yeah, no, bro, you, like, you're not fun. I'm not, ha I'm not having it. You're uh-uh, I'm done with my death core, uh, my death grips phase, and you're a bit too heavy metal for what I like. And Vic Mensa's like, but I changed for you! And and, and that's it. That's everything that happened. <laughs> what about you, Paul? Sam and I actually have the same one. <laughs> I changed mine for you, don't worry. I'll be the bad guy this podcast. I'll be the one that's... 
Don't worry, I got you, Paul. You can look Hold like on, the that, good guy. That's what she said about the last one. No, no, don't worry. Trust <laughs> me, my my new one. You you know which one of the three candidates I'm going with. Uh-oh. Uh, so I picked Nelly actually. That was a candidate for me too. Right, that was mine uh, also. That was that was that. mine. No, because I straight up was like, it's one of three people. If I didn't say Chance, it was gonna be Nelly. Oh. Uh. Anyways, continue. Nelly, partly because <laughs> part of me just wants to reclaim the sound of the early two thousands. That is just stupid and it's fun. It's dumb. Her. Uh, I don't know. Nelly was one of the very first. I guess one of the very first artists I could ever really call myself a fan of. I have vivid memories of uh, riding around in the car, desperately looking through the CD case to find country grammar. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I Looking back on Nelly's career, not necessarily him as a person because... I don't think you'll find very good things if you look at him as a person. Um, I don't know. He, It's just kind of disappointing in that he can never really move past his own sound from 2000. And he kind of maintained that same thing to the point where in 2013 when M.O. came out, it just, it just wasn't really it anymore. Also, I'd like to add that... Um... Nelly was just better Drake, uh, and I will stand by that. I had a large argument with my old roommate um, about that because uh, he was like, "Oh, well, like Nelly hasn't had the same like career longevity," and I was like, "Dog, Nelly's been around since like 2000. The guy has had like he was like, yeah, well, like when Drake has like 10 albums, like it'll be fine." And I'm like, "Nelly's had 10. Nelly's career has been around. Like Nelly has been there, and like for the man to make it from like what? When did Nellyville come out?" Or is Country uh, Grammar is first? Country Grammar came out in 2000. Uh, 2000. You're yeah. right. So like 2000, and his fall-off was like 2014, to that be honest with you. serious like, longevity. Dude, dude was still doing like movie soundtracks and shit until like, like he's, he did the cover of Here Comes the Boom for The Longest Yard, uh, mm-hmm. and that stupid fucking Adam Sandler prison mm-hmm. football movie that is a remake of like a <laughs> super serious prison football movie. Yeah, that's a lot of problem with that movie that we don't want to well, get into. Well, it's just like it's like, oh wow, like we get like Adam Sandler tried to make a serious movie. No, he didn't. Gems. No, because he put Rolf Snyder in drag. And it was fucking uncut. It was uncut football or the longest yard. Um, and it was like supposed to be this like comedy. But anyway, anyway, the the point being, it was a really tasteless, really really tasteless portrayal of prison. Right, Nelly had like some serious career longevity, and like I think oh, the- he had a good, he had a good eight years. Yeah, I mean, Brass Knuckles was really kind of the beginning of the downfall, and that was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. No, yeah. uh, whatever, fucking the album that got like the double release. I can't remember oh, what it's called. Well, yeah, five point I think five point was. No, 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 it, no. it, it was, was like it was sweatsuit. It was sweat and yeah, suit. Yes. You lined them up uh, together, you could make Nelly's face and he's wearing white on one yes. cover. Yeah. I did, that was when I was like, oh, this is the beginning of the end was sweatsuit. <laughs> that whole era. Grills is my fucking song. I love that song, but oh my god, Nelly. 
Why did you have to make a song with Paul Wall and Gip? <laughs> from Ali and Gip. <laughs> that whole crew. That was another thing that I think like really brought Nelly down was like the, the associates that he had, which was um Murphy Lee, uh Gip and Ali, which was this like duo act, and then some weird fucker in a mask, which is weird coming from me. If you know, you know. Um <laughs> But, like, he was this fucko who, like, wore a mask and apparently, like, after a while started beefing with Nelly. It might have been Murphy Lee. It was, like, slow something, if I remember correctly. Paul, uh, you mentioned... Oh, you're... Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, no, continue. Yeah, Paul, you mentioned initially that you think the drop-off point was, like, 2014. Was it something like M.O., the album? No, I think it, I think it started going down after Sweatsuit, actually. Uh, so, Nelly... Oh, really- what was, like, the point off the like or do you think it was just like a slow descent? oh when the porsche song came out in like two yeah. like post 2004 like dude when nelly like straight up started playing into the criticism yeah yeah that was on emma god porsche is such a bad song <laughs> so i want you to know this paul i want you to know this because i've already hurt you with a lot of information today that murphy lee's first album was called murphy's law Yes. 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 Kind of hate that. Doesn't exist anywhere else other than the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. No, he was part of the hip hop group Saint Lunatics. No, he wasn't. Oh yeah, this was this was all the people. This was all the people that Nelly associated. Yeah, it was Nelly, Ali, Gip, City Spud, K1. Sam, Sam. You're forgetting all the other people Nelly associated himself with. Florida Georgia Line, Tim oh, McGraw. Oh, right. Yeah. No, maybe you're a song. You make me want to roll. Yeah, sweatsuit. Sweatsuit was like, so 2006, 2007, I think, is like the consensus that we have of like Nelly really sort of mm, falling off. Uh, <laughs> Air Force Ones is a goat song. Uh, Pimp Juice, not a goat song. <laughs> Ride with me. Stepped on my J's with Jermaine Dupree. Oh my god. That was when I first realized. I was like, oh my god, Sierra's fucking hot. Uh, I had a lot of weird awakenings with Nelly, if I'm being completely honest with you. <laughs> with uh, Nelly Furtado. Oh yeah. The two Nellies got together. Yep, oh, yeah, yeah, made yeah. Nellyville or some shit like that, right? No, it's headphones and it's on MO. Oh, it's another like- fucking song that's amazing that pe- my my fucking one of my old teammates fucking hated was Dilemma with uh either Kelly Rowland or Carrie Hilson, I can't remember. Oh my god. That chorus, dude, fucking as a kid, when I was stupid and thought girls would like me for some reason, I was like, dude, when I make it big and right. like girls are like showing me their boobies and shit, like I'm gonna fucking be singing that to them. Uh, and now we're here recording a podcast called The Five Swords, so... Yeah. So it all worked out for Sammy Dietrich. It really did. <laughs> so yeah, Nelly is my most disappointing fall-off. Um, I guess it, it's more of a nostalgia thing than actual disappointment. Do, do you think it's... Sorry. He certainly hasn't, like, fallen off, because Nelly... Nelly, like dominated in the early 2000s and kind of ruling it so the man isn't hurting for like cash or anything are are you telling me that he's still dominating when he released a song called like the fixer or whatever and it's just like him being a sex fixer for women who aren't satisfied that's the entire gist of it i didn't realize he wrote controller before i did 
<laughs> kind of cringe. What do you mean kind of cringe? What do you mean kind of cringe, Max? It's called The Fix or some shit. And the whole fucking music video is like him as like a fixer, but it's like him satisfying women who aren't satisfied. I'm just like, you're a gigolo. You're a fucking gigolo. Don't play it like you're some super spy. Like, what? Uh, Rip Nelly. Like, do you think it was because Nelly just couldn't change his sound and keep up with the times? Because he did very much go pop. Uh, or is it just because, like, other rappers and just the zeitgeist shifted away from, like, people like yeah, I, Nelly? I think Nelly's sound is, can very much only exist when it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did come back a little bit, kind of. Or I guess it was, like, really the last push in Nelly with Florida Georgia Line. That's a sad last push. If I do this all myself. Well, also, he was like, he branched into like TV and he had his reality TV video or series. Yeah, just like Vanilla Ice had his reality series. Vanilla Ice has had many reality Yeah, but his, you know which one I'm referring to. Yes. Yes, I do. Good. For those of you uh, who don't know, look up Ice Goes Amish. Please look up Ice Goes Amish. I didn't know we were doing another worst of all time episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not worse. Trust me. It is a peak television. It is what I want TV to be. Fuck like all this like serious cinematic masterpiece shit like Game of Thrones that aged well. Um, and like sacred games <laughs> was... and like all this shit. Like, no, I want TV to be HGTV, Guy Fieri and shows like Ice Goes Amish again. <laughs> like take me back to those days. Talking about nostalgia. Holy shit. What uh, not to wear? Fuck all this, like, we need to make good TV shit. Ooh. Uh, the reason why our parents are so fucked up as people is because they grew up watching fucking Super Friends. Like, dog. Man. Oh, if, I wonder how many people, like, that listen to the podcast have actually watched Sacred Games, though. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. If you have watched Sacred Games... I fucking first of all first of all I want you to send an email to the podcast email with like straight up like I will make a questionnaire about the show that you will you will email to me I will you email the podcast email (laughs) I will send you the questionnaire you respond to the questionnaire and if you get like all the questions right I will Venmo you like a dollar (laughs) that is how how confident I am that like Adwait and I are the only people that have watched Sacred Games in like the entirety of the listener base of this podcast. You are one dollar certain. I am one dollar certain. That's not okay. a lot of money or stake in this. For if me, it is. It might actually be a counterfeit bill. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance it's a counterfeit bill too. How are you going to Venmo someone a counterfeit bill with the mail, dumbass? <laughs> the mail, mail. That's not Venmo. It's Venmo to me. I'm actually going to put ten dollars on this because I'm not. I'd be surprised, like, I barely remember the second season of Sacred Games because I choose to forget it. I don't. Um, it's like you with Burger King. I have to remember so somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bell, who's your biggest follow? Oh, shit. Uh, so we talked about someone who was in the game for so long they fell off. And uh, my my pick is someone who's been in the game not that long and didn't exactly, like, fail to find his voice he just he just plunged too deep into um 
the the genre the the times that what they wanted him to do um my pick is baby no money mm, and yeah yeah so um just a just a few notes on baby no money he started making music fairly recently 2016 is like his earliest release on um spotify and it was run it up and that that was um that show the best his uh style of just coming out of uh, the soundcloud scene and starting on youtube right because now he's like a big you one of those big youtube rappers where he makes the video to go with every song drop and um you know very fairly often Ooh, drops. damn, the YouTuber, he makes the videos <laughs> on YouTube for his songs. Well, <laughs> along with the official release, yeah. Um, and shit, I loved his early stuff. Um, and a lot of his, some of his current stuff, I still do. And the thing about Baby No Money is that he's so reliant on who he's making the songs with. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he has one really good producer that just pumps out really good beats and that's lentra because lentra chooses these like mix of really complicated um acoustics mixed in with like the beat um that's just very uh unique i don't think it's that unique but like it's for baby no money for like the, the rap scene that he's trying to break into he does gain a lot of traction because of how uh just odd sounding some of his songs are sometimes like um shit um moves moves was like my the first song i heard him on and he was great in that song um another good producer or sing uh rapper he does his collabs with is so loki uh and that's um who that boy is like one of the earlier examples of that but my problem with baby no money is um how close he is to Young Gravy? I was about because to the say, man actually. I was about to say Young Gravy yeah. ruined Baby yeah. No Money. Like I, I'm really no offense did. to all the Young Gravy fans, but like, because like Young Gravy in a vacuum is like all right in my opinion, but like Young Gravy with Baby No Money actively drags both yes. of them down. Yes, because they their tempo doesn't mix. Young Gravy is a very slow rapper, and that's not what Baby No Money is at all. Baby is like quick, snappy right like you you can tell by his earlier stuff that he doesn't want that young gravy graveling voice like yeah i'm a big boy i'm six foot five i'm so cool i'm from minnesota yeah what's your favorite young gravy (laughs) bar again uh paul (laughs) you want to tell us what your favorite young gravy lyric is You look like the candy that nobody eats. Boy, you a payday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. And um, another problem with Baby No Money is just how hard he went into the TikTok scene. But, I, I mean, like, I okay, get... Granted, I, like, La 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 blew up on TikTok, though. And Yeah, and I hate that. I hate... It's not his best song. It's Shout repetitive. Shout out to Zach Mueller, my friend who was in that music video. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's one of the dudes who has like the little chef uh card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't like the song and how popular and how uh, it got and how many remixes it got because it really shouldn't be what Baby No Money is. Known Carly Rae Jepsen did not need to be on that song. It <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen doesn't need to be on the last and... um 
Brockhampton album either, but she's she's still on the was. last Brockhampton album. She they did a remix. Fuck, of one I'd of like the to songs. change my. I'd like to change my <laughs> my my fall off answer. It's a good uh, fucking album, and then they just remixed it with her and uh, some I, other. I'd singer. like to change my answer about. <laughs> You haven't even said your fucking answer. <laughs> God damn. Uh, yeah. Well, you can um, change it now. Maybe if you listen to this podcast for some reason, I please make more music with Lentra. And uh, maybe uh, oh, we're the rappers now. Nelly, make another Air Force Ones, please. Chance, kill yourself. <laughs> Divorce your wife, Chance. Macklemore, please. Macklemore, please get off the oxy. <laughs> Fix your life, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what your guys' um, familiarity with Baby No Money is. Uh, Max, I don't know if you've listened to him. A little bit. Like, not a lot. Very little. I've heard, like, the the big popular songs. But nothing of, like, nothing else. I've never looked into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really don't know him outside of La 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 and his work with Young Gravy. Yeah, and that's that's so sad to me his, his solo work is so much different than what you hear on like welcome to chili's oh, yeah. and the other one mm-hmm. where he's like leon gravy's like bitches on my dick because your boy's so mysterious I, whatever the <laughs> fuck that means i fucking uh, hate his bars um you one of us uh, just some suggestions to try out um the solo key collapse um he was in china when he did that and he got the man got like uh bronchitis or something he did mention it in one of his songs but um cheesy where he did it with uh warhol and um dips or something he has a really good song with the producer it, it's not by baby no money but he's a feature on a song uh by the producer hound uh, i need to yeah, find yeah, it yeah. it's it's whole time yeah whole time spelled like h-o-l-e-t-i-m-e uh that's a really fucking good song by like young bambi and hound mm-hmm. yeah that's how i first found him ah oh, man sad it's sad uh his last song is astrology is it's sort of you can tell uh, that how good he used to be and now he's just um he shouldn't have made those two albums with young gravy that's all i'm thinking of like all these artists now that i want to talk about like like i personally was like either pulling for or just like saw kind of like rich brian yeah Uh, now that you're reminding me of like all these like people who i wouldn't say underground but like people who just like didn't get there they got the push but they couldn't mm-hmm. alley-oop that shit yeah granted rich brian kind of got in trouble for his name uh and yeah. did kind of make it where yeah. he made it off of novelty alone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he still makes good music like his last song um bali i think that was a great song with guap dad yeah 4, oh yeah shout out guap dad 4000 for falling asleep in the strip club that doesn't exist in sterling <laughs> uh Shouts out to you, my guy. It is pretty. It do be lit though here. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Guap. It do be lit here. Come hang out with the apes, boy. Uh, next so, time you're in town, DM me. Was that Paul? Baby's no baby. No money's latest work. You said astrology. Yeah, I think so. This year, so I mean, are you hopeful to uh, see him continue? Uh. I don't know. I don't think he'll ever go back to. Um, I think Recess was uh, my favorite album of his. I don't think we'll ever get that kind of thing. Is because he he's sort of like halfway between he, being pretty fucking big now, and he will only work with people who are like just as big as he is. But he doesn't seem like we'll get the same variety that we had back with his earlier works, where it's actual underground artists. Um, 
Maybe I, I'd like to see him with Trippy again. Oh, Trippy the Kid? Yeah. Because yeah, that song with Trippy is really good, too. Trippy the Kid's just really good. If you, if you need good rap, look, go find Trippy the Kid. Yeah. Super fun time with Brando. Fucking banger. Uh, anyways, sorry, Paul, you were saying something? Uh, Recess was only last year. Are That's you... the thing, though. Like, it's so short of a time. That was Bao's point, though. He's like, it's like, rose real quick and then fell off real quick. He didn't. He didn't fall off. Like he's Not still really considered. Yeah. He's, he's just. Considered I think. No, I know what you mean. He's disappointing yeah. to bow. Is the point. Yeah, like, yeah, that, like he came out of our personal disappointment. Because because that was I think the, I think one of the issues with Baby No Money is he he isn't gonna go back to the underground sound because he isn't underground anymore. He can't. He's crossed that threshold. Like fucking La La La's doing like tens of millions of streams like monthly, isn't it? Like it was yeah, a no, it's, fucking it's song, song, right? Like. And he knew it too. Like he yeah. knew it was going to be. Because I think you and I have had the conversation where it's so clear his next couple songs were so clearly made for TikTok. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to replicate that lightning in a bottle again. But he doesn't need to anymore. So he can go back to making. Hopefully. Uh, that sound that Bow's really fond yeah, of. Yeah, that's the hope. Like cause... he can with, you know, astrology, like I said, sounds. His Fast and Tokyo Drift remix. Oh my god. Which is pretty good. Pretty good. The 88 Rising did, did a solid on that one where they're just like, here, here's the beat. Just rap on it. There were some good ones. There were some bad ones. There were some really bad ones. The first girl that did it, I don't remember her name. Oh my god. She was so bad. Shout out to the Higher Brothers. They're all doing mm. solo career shit now. And I actually like it a lot better. Because uh, you just get the fat dude in a vacuum. Out, shout uh, out Keith and... Ape. <laughs> yeah, shout so, out Keith Ape. Ape. Oh. Oh. Oof. Ichima! <laughs> so... <laughs> God, remember the remix that ASAP Ferg was on? And Walk a Flock of Flame? Yeah. yeah. And Dumbfounded? Uh, Dumbfounded? That was, dumb... that was Dumbfounded's biggest career move and it's uh in america because he's worked with some huge people in korea mm, that's true that's true but in america like that's his biggest move and then he's like yeah let me do like one more battle rap against fucking disaster disaster it was diz or just lebanese me uh, uh no this was, no i'm talking about who's the short guy oh uh, Ill, uh immaculate uh no the other one short guy freaking hold up it's the first thing that comes up when you search up dumbfounded battle rap i'm gonna look it up real quick conceited oh fuck ew while and out money all right yeah okay (laughs) conceited had like three good bars i'm sorry he had the fucking like captain morgan scheme against charlie clips which charlie clips then rebuttaled and just did it better uh in Mm -hmm. the same round um, fucking, he had the one about, like, uh, the bow and the new Amen against fucking B-Magic, which was, like, absurdly good, but that's it. I'm sorry, Conceited wasn't it. He's gassed. He's fucking stupid and assed here. I'm sorry. Uh, no, he gets I, bodied everywhere. No, I agree. I'm just saying, like, when you search up Rap Battle, right, on YouTube, the Conceited versus Dumbfounded is one of the first ones that comes up. That also happened before. That that happened like after Ijima, but Dumbfounded had a couple more battles after that. He battled mm-hmm. Diz at World Domination. But anyways, anyways, yeah, I, I little known fact about Sam Dietrich. He was a huge battle rap fan at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
The only reason Sam ever respected my music text was um, because I played a Roan song. Yeah, you played a song with Roan, and I was like, oh, damn. I'd like to know another little-known fact about Sam. What? And I know the answer to this question, but Sam, who's your most disappointing fall-off? Um, <laughs> y'all are gonna hate me for this. Y'all are really gonna hate me for this. And I kept trying to find ways to change my answer mid-podcast. Uh, just, just say it's five for fighting. No, it really wasn't five for fighting. It was one oh. republic, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they had all the right moves, and then they fell off. I'm sorry. Is Lady Fucking Annabellum actually? Lady Annab- Lady A, you mean, Lady is Lady. not actually. Uh, mine is the the fucking the D chicks. Whatever. The, what did they change their name to? Just the chicks. Yeah, the, the chicks. chicks. Okay. Uh, my my most disappointing fall off is actually probably um, fucking what's his name? Uh, whatever the hell that person. No, <laughs> no, we don't breathe that in here. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to bleep that out because we never said the last name. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna zero in on no, him. Not, no, he's <laughs> not. It's fine. It's not like it's not like contacted you or anything and was like, yeah, maybe we just like. Okay, now that made it clear. Thanks. Okay, now Sam. we no, have no. to. No, we don't. Uh, yeah, my my most disappointing fall off was uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, <laughs> it was MGK. I'm sorry. Like I, it's it happened. The man betrayed his own fan base. Like that was like the thing. Is like yes, he does suck now. I'm not gonna try to defend anything he did post 2010. Like, or not 2010, like maybe whenever, whenever that fucking stupid song with Camilla, whatever the fuck came out, bad things, that was like the beginning. That was the end. It wasn't even the beginning of the end. I don't know what happened. He was doing so well for himself just as an underground rapper. Like, I defy you to go listen to breaking news on SoundCloud or like anything off of Half Naked and Almost Famous uh, and tell me that's the same person that did that stupid fucking Hotel Diablo album. Like, the guy is the same thing with um, Zillakami from City Morgue, where it's clear that, like, he was a punk fan and a rock fan before mm-hmm. he was a rapper or a rap fan. Uh, and just, like, rap was, like, the only legitimate way in Cleveland, of all places, I guess, to, like, get out. And he wasn't bad. He did a good remix of Sale, of all songs, like, by AWOL Nation. Yeah. Um, like, he has really good songs in the beginning, and his whole image, his whole image was just, like, I am a kid from, like, the bricks, like, lace up, like, pull yourself up from the bootstraps. He had this whole, like, lace up fandom movement that, like, I'm not ashamed to admit I was honestly probably a part of. Like, like dude, like, had, like, a really cool, I don't even want to say cult following, but just, like, a fan base that like was really pulling for him to make it big and then he makes it big in like 180s into doing like all that dumb shit where he's like dissing m&m he's dating fucking uh halsey or whatever like that was megan fox whatever no, he's dating no megan he, fox he dated now. megan fox too but like the dude just like showed up in bird box and like never acknowledged the whole <laughs> lace up movement no like what hurts the most is like honestly his fans are the reason why he got anywhere like, he's just a fucking white dude from Cleveland who, like, raps fast and, like, is just a younger, shittier Eminem uh, from an infinitely worse area somehow. Uh, even though Eminem's from Detroit, so I don't know why I said that. Uh, but that was, it was just disappointing. 
for me as a MGK fan to see him like get there, like really actually get there and do well. And then like have his fan page shift from like rap fans who like really were pulling for him to be like basically the equivalent of like better logic, like lyrical Mac Miller, just like another like cool rapper that like didn't even necessarily do frat rap, but just was like good into like somebody that like the same people that like G Easy like. Like yeah. that really hurt. No, that really yeah. hurt when like I started seeing him show up on Tumblr like MGK and I was like holy shit dude you sold out like you are the only artist that I can like look at and be like you sold out like and it negatively affected me like holy shit it was so disappointing that is my personal biggest disappointment is just like the fan like if you go and watch the old Kelly Vision shit he had such a dedicated fan base and then, like, the whole lace-up movement just crumbled the moment he made it big. Because he just didn't need that, like, community groundswell anymore. And I'm like, alright, cool, you're just a fuck-ass. Alright, bet. Do you want to point out that long before he did anything with Camila Cabello, Machine Gun Kelly had a song with Kid Rock? Oh, yeah, he did have a song with Kid Rock, uh, which is not good. He had a song with Lil John on his album Lace Up. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, my personal favorite song off of the album Lace Up uh, with DMX of all people, um, Demons, which is just a really good song. Uh, yeah, like he had, he had, he had some things going for him. He had some things not going for him. Honestly, he made it big and just started sucking. Like that's really the only thing I can say is he started sucking and just neglected the community he had built around himself. And I get it. It's whatever. He went Hollywood. Fuck off. Fucking show up in bird box, you piece of shit. I mean, Lace Up was stacked, too. It got Lil John, got Waka. Wait, got, how uh, did Lil John stack an album? Yeah, he got to <laughs> that song. Got that song was actually really good. I mean, speaking yeah. of big fall-offs, BMX. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just think that um, with Machine Gun Kelly, like, the main reason he popped up on my radar at all um, was his beef with Eminem. Yes, no, he made that career suicide move because he's an idiot. Like, I, everybody was like, like uh, again, my old roommate was like, I'm surprised you're not pulling for Machine Gun Kelly. And I was like, dude, the guy's a fucking idiot for having made Kill Shot. Like, why would you do that? You were mm-hmm. fine. You could have just stayed in your own lane and have done perfectly fine. But no, you let fame... Like, the dude just legitimately let fame get to his head. Because I genuinely think the guy never really expected to get where he was. If I'm being completely honest with you. Oh, God. And I feel like he... Because I'm looking at his uh, Google page right now, right? And it seems like he tried to shift over to movies back in, like, 20. 16 because you see yeah. him show up in nerves yeah, um, the vanilla ice move <laughs> the rizzo move can, can you actually think of a good like an artist who has successfully shifted over to movies and ice cube the rizzo ice cube mm-hmm. ice cube has made a significant career for himself in movies 
is a Rizzo. Like, honestly, I'd say people would identify him more as an actor than an artist. The Rizzo. I'm sorry. The Man with the Iron Fist is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, not the second one. Jesus. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. We don't talk about the yeah, second one. Not, not about um. What the fuck is it called? The um. um District 13 remake or whatever. No, no, District B13 and Brick Mansions. Yeah, Brick or as I like to call it, Staten Island, the movie. <laughs> people don't want to acknowledge. People don't want to acknowledge that, hey, guess what? You fucking Paul Walker stands. Fucking Brick Mansions was Paul Walker's real last movie. Let that sink in. He f- That's the five of... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, no. Um... <laughs> A rap song shout out for speakers. No, no, no. There was another thing I wanted to say, actually. Um, that, that wasn't about Paul Walker. I'm sorry. It's true. It's I know, true. I know. You said Paul this. New set you off. Paul Walker's last movie was legitimately Brick <laughs> Mansions, Mansions. And people pretend that it's Fast 7 when it wasn't, you fucking idiots. <laughs> actually, his last movie was uh, Fast 2. Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, <laughs> uh, another rapper that, like, I think. I've brought up to everybody that like really fell off and I don't like and recently released something as Wale. Yeah, no. Wale really disappointed me. God, he But just... I think No, continue. It's okay. Uh, uh, no, you were saying Sam cuz I, I, I don't I just... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that uh no you no you no I think um what happened there necessarily was just like the fact that like the record label realized like after Lotus Flower Bomb came out people went like oh you can only make woke shit you can only make like woke sappy rap Miguel simp shit like you can't ever make rap again so whenever Wale would try like anything off the al- well also the album about nothing was just bad um. <laughs> But, like, anything after Lotus Flower Bomb on, like, that whole album was just, like, bad because it was so clearly not Wale. Yeah, I can see what you mean, where he, like, he takes what he needed to be. Like, he, so many rappers are just driven by insecurities uh, that it becomes so clear in his, in their music. Um, Fucking... Meek Mill in every song after his uh song that he did with Drake that blew up in his face. Um yeah, yeah Drake, Rico. Yeah, Rico. In every song after that, you can see him trying to be like, no guys, I'm still hard. I won that beef when it's objectively <laughs> like one of the worst put downs in rap history. Meek Mill really let i think i messaged you this when i was going in on drake out wait meek mill really let rick ross pack his lunches before he left to go record (laughs) (laughs) that has been the five of swords our rap song shout out for this episode is potential breakup song by ali and aj hell yeah fuck yeah blast that shit i love it